Hooray! Welcome to Games Quest, my mission to talk about video games. My name is Matt Bauer, and this is episode 7. First of all, I want to apologize that there hasn't been an episode for such a long time now. I know I haven't been the most consistent podcaster to begin with, but this time it has taken me even longer to write and record a new episode. The reason for this is that I have moved to a new apartment, not just across the city or the country, but actually to a whole new country. And even though this should be relatively easy within Europe and within the EU, it has kept me quite busy. So getting rid of most of my stuff first and now getting a lot of new stuff again. And unfortunately, things like getting a local phone number or a bank account turn out to be quite a pain and take up a lot of time. But enough about all that. I'm starting to get settled. And just because I don't have a table yet and I had to leave most of my recording hardware behind, that is not going to keep me from continuing my mission and talk more about games. So on with the show. Recently, I have been invited to Rapture Rejects private pre-alpha. Now I think it's already in public alpha. It's a battle royale game based on the Cyanide and Happiness comics. The premise is that the rapture has happened and you didn't make the cut. So everybody who is left on Earth has to fight it out. Um, Which means it's a classic battle royale in which you are dropped on a map. You have to find armor and weapons. And after a while, the map starts to shrink. What makes it quite unique is this cyanide and happiness 2D humor and art style with an isometric view. Uh, But I don't really want to talk about the game. It just made me think a bit about pre-alpha and especially early access. So I did some research on the pros and cons of releasing your game before it's really finished. Rapture Recheck was in a private pre-alpha stage and I think it's really smart how they do it. Uh, They have a Discord where they announce the next play sessions in advance. It's a multiplayer game for which they need enough players at the same time so they're currently limiting the availability and with the private alpha they have control over how big their player pool is which makes it all manageable at this stage I guess. After the play session, they send out a short Google form to collect feedback. And of course, there's also a lot of activity on Discord. So what they get from having people playing their game at this early stage is a lot of feedback. And they get a lot of data and bug reports relatively cheap. Um, Because especially in multiplayer games like this, for which you need hundreds or thousands of concurrent players, that's hard and expensive for a smaller studio. Uh, but this data and feedback is not really for free because you still need um, because you still need quite a bit of community management now. But I'm sure it still beats hiring a testing company who has a big enough pool of players under NDAs to get the same volume of reports. On top of that, they also start to build a community around their game early. Some players will love to get involved in the design process and can become your biggest fans. Uh, the ones that a game needs when actually launching later, for example, when getting early reviews on Steam. 
There's also a chance to generate buzz through influencers and journalists, but without having their final verdict out in the open just yet. So I think these are the main two advantages to early access. First, feedback, which may even help you find unforeseen gems, uh, just as New World's Jeremy Blum, whose game Day of Infamy went through Steam Early Access, told gamesindustry.biz, quote, Sometimes our community helps us discover things about our game that are unique selling points that maybe we didn't even realize ourselves. And in helping us discover that, it helps us expand those elements in greater detail for the full release. End quote. Uh, and second, get a community around your game, which can become important advocates for your game once you finally do release it. Usually extra funding is mentioned as an advantage of early access as well, but Steam actually says now that your development must not rely on early access revenue to get to full release. Uh, The reasoning behind that is simple. Early access lowered the bar for entry to the Steam marketplace further because now you don't even need a finished game to earn money on Steam. As a result, a lot of games got on early access that ended in development hell couldn't hold up any premises and often were simply abandoned, uh, leaving disappointed and crumpy players behind. Uh, that meant a lot of bad publicity for early access and eventually Steam and Valve. And this already brings us to the con side of early access. It can be daunting to put out an unfinished game. It's already difficult to decide when a game is ready for a full release, but at what point is it finished enough? Again, I have a quote from Plum here. Even if the content is very incomplete and you have a long way to go before you'd consider it final, if you have a core experience that's really fun, you can still do well in early access because people are going to play it if it's fun. So you will need a core loop that keeps players coming back. And this brings us to one of the main flaws with early access. It doesn't work well with more linear experiences. It will be hard to have people coming back to experience the same hour of story again and again and give continuous feedback. As mentioned, early feedback is a big win when releasing early. However, you also have to be prepared for it and answer some of the feedback with regular updates, whether it's through dev diaries or new builds eventually. It's an ongoing effort that must not be underestimated or as Blum puts it, quote, I would argue iterative development is a bit of a burn on the team. It's a bigger commitment to the community. Once you're in early access and the game's out there, they're going to expect frequent updates. End quote. So you have to be sure to have those community management resources ready and the right development style. Josh Baisa wrote a whole article about when not to go to early access on gamewisdom.com and he puts it this way. If you're someone who prefers to work in solitude and not have to worry about the press or fans until the game is done, early access is simply not for you. I think he also makes another important point that touches on the development hell I mentioned earlier. Quote, the more you update, the more progress people will see. But that comes at a price. For every new update you make on your early access build means that you need to spend additional time fixing any bugs and making sure that the current build is stable because the version that's playable at the moment is the current representation of your game, end quote. 
So you have to consider that with early access, you will probably need more time to finish a game than without it. This makes sense because now you are also trying to listen to all this outside feedback. While this has great benefits, one Reddit user notes, if you get thousand people shouting at you and you're not sure, or you forget what you were trying to achieve in the first place, it can be extremely difficult to stay on target. Finally, I also want to mention money on the con side. Some developers fear that early access on Steam means some money now, but less revenue later. The idea is that you want to make as big a splash when launching as possible, so that the word gets out everywhere simultaneously in order to hit critical mass and make download charts, be picked up by more media outlets, and maybe even make that Steam front page. So what if you end up with two mediocre launches instead of one big one? Or as one developer puts it on Reddit, is there a chance that we're choosing between 10 sales now with 10 sales later versus zero sales now and 100 later? Unfortunately, I haven't found any recent numbers on this, but Steam Spy Sergey Galyankin tried to answer the question whether early access games sales are different from non-early access games in 2015. And he said, quote, the answer is both yes and no. When your game enters early access, gamers seem to treat it in the same way as non-early access games. At least I found no statistically significant difference in sales or playtime. But when your game exits early access, it is way more likely to sell well compared to an average game. If it survives long enough to actually get released. Of course, an average game on Steam isn't selling really well, and early access survivors could be considered outlier games that were continuously supported for a long period of time. Maybe that's why they're selling four times better on average. End quote. So, to summarize, to be successful with early access, you already need to have a fun, playable game. It's okay if it has a few things missing or experiences the odd bug, but it should also not crash constantly. Then you can build a community early and get its feedback to tweak your game mechanics. Don't expect that early access money to pay the rest of your development. Hopefully it covers that extra community management. It's probably also a good idea to have some extra content ready for the final release to make a bigger splash on launch day. Of course, do your research and I think there are enough games out there who have been through early access that we can learn from. And I wouldn't just look at the early access stars like Prison Architect, but also at the average games in there. It's hard to plan for the viral hits, but you can get good results with a proper plan. So that's it for today. I hope there was some interesting stuff in there, even if you're not a developer. And I have mentioned a few articles and I will put the links to those and also a few artists that I came across while preparing for this episode in the show notes. If you have any comments or feedback, just at me on Twitter. I'm Matt2314 on there. Or if you listen to this on Anchor, you can always leave me a voice message. Any other stuff I do, you can find on matt2314.com. Bye for now, and thank you so much for listening.